remain standing. Please take your Bibles this evening. Turn with me to the Psalms, Psalm number 109. Psalm 109 this evening. This is a rather different kind of psalm, but uh, I believe the whole Bible, don't you? And uh, we're going to see what this is all about here uh, tonight. We're just going to read a few verses. We'll end up, I imagine we'll end up reading it all. Uh, but uh, this, this evening, right now, what we're going to do is Psalm 109, verses 1 through 5. I'll read verse 1. You join me on verse 2 and so on, down through verse number 5, and we'll go on from there then. The Bible says, Hold not thy peace, O God, of my praise. For the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are opened against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They compassed me about also with words of hatred and fought against me without cause. For my love, they are my adversaries, but I give myself unto prayer. And they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred, and this is sad, for my love. Sounds to me like David is having a rough time, wasn't he? He was having a very rough time. But you know what? God's good to people having a rough time. And, uh, but we're going to see some things that are said here that uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to think about a little bit tonight. But uh, again, we just are glad that it is the Word of God. Let's ask the Lord to help us now. Father, thank you again uh, for this time this evening. Help me now to make, make it plain, the message that you've given to me to speak. And, and uh, Lord, I just thank you for the whole Bible. And uh, Lord, everything in it's for us. And I, I just pray that, that uh, you would speak to our hearts tonight about this subject and we'll thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. The time of my message tonight is this, justice from God. Justice from God. And uh, I think you'll see what I'm talking about here. But uh, this psalm is a very intense psalm. And I've read it many a times over preparing for the message. And as I read it, it seems like every time I read it, it seems to me to be more intense and uh, what David is praying about. You know, sometimes we pray and, and uh, sometimes we ask God for some things, but it's not real intense. And, and uh, some things are said in this psalm that just kind of maybe puzzles us a little bit. Uh, uh, when, we, when we read it, you'll see as we get into it. But what David is doing here in this psalm, he's calling for the justice of God. Uh, or we could even say this, for the vengeance of God upon some people. Now, it's hard for us to understand sometimes because we're to be people who love other people. But David does something here that maybe, I guess, if we're not careful, we'll let it rub us the wrong way, and it ought not. The Bible ought to always rub us the right way. But uh, we're, we're going to see some things here. But what has happened here that uh, somebody has caused a child of God a lot of problems, you know, I guess I can, I can start out this message, message by saying this. Don't mess with God's people. Amen. You say, well, you think you're so tough. No, but my God is. My God can do anything. And, and, and really, the world, you know, they, they, there's a lot of things against Christians today. And, and, and it's sad. You know, some are jailed and some are even killed. And, and uh, some awful things are done. But you know what? The uh, uh, Bible says about vengeance is his. And, uh, and, and what we find here in this situation where that uh, there's caused a lot of great harm has come to David and he prays for God to do something. Now, when we think about someone that uh, is maybe abusing us and, and uh, sometimes, you know, people will despitefully use us, the normal thing is this. 
Pray for them. Pray God bless them. Pray for those. Well, let me read the verse to you there. Luke, Luke chapter 6, verse 28. Bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. Nice Bible too, isn't it? What happens? Somebody gives me trouble. I'm what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to pray for them. Uh, sometimes people may, 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 may uh, uh, you know, not do good to us. Sometimes people will be very unkind to us and actually be mean to us. And God does say pray for them and uh, pray for those who despitefully use you, those people that are rough, those people don't treat you fair. We need, to, we need to pray for them. But evidently there's times when the perpetrator of the problem there just never lets up or ceases. You know, sometimes, and I, you know, I think sometimes in our own lives, we, you know, we've had people be against us, and it's, it's there for a while, and then, then they're done. It's over with. Thank the Lord for it. But this seems like a situation that was not ceasing. It was something that kept going on and uh, giving David a hard time and, and, and caused him a lot of problems here. And so uh, this was a time, I believe, in David's life that he was, uh, it was just like a constant problem to him. It was, it was so rough on him and hard on him that he prays and he writes this psalm here as God given to him about something kind of different. And we know from the history of this psalm that David had many enemies. There were people who hated him. And, you know, the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. It didn't say that he was perfect, and we find out that God recorded some imperfect things in his life. But he was still a man that I believe was real, a man who was, who was compassionate towards God and wanted God's blessing in his life. But David did have many enemies. In the days of kings, back in the Old Testament, it was a very dangerous time to be a king because people were wanting to hurt you. Many kings died, and uh, uh, they, were, they were in David's time. Some of them were assassinated and persecuted and, and uh, their rivals would do all kinds of things to them. In fact, they would not only kill uh, the, the, the person they were mad at, but they would many a times kill the whole family, all their relatives. It was an evil time. And I said this morning, you know, it's not really nothing new that we live in an evil time. And it was even for David's time. And, and uh, so David had some enemies. And in fact, I was reading the Song of Solomon. It says, says this in Song of Solomon, chapter 3, verse 7. It says, Behold his bed, which is Solomon's, said threescore valiant men are about it of the valiant of Israel. And you think about it, threescore, that's sixty. Sixty men are guarding his bed. I'd have to say he was living in a dangerous time. You know, I, 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 don't have, I don't have sixty men, but I've got twelve bullets sitting in there right there in the in the in the magazine amen but uh, i don't have 60 men but uh i mean he said he had 60 men and listen to this the last part the next thing is this he said uh, uh six three score valiant men are about it in the valiant of israel they all hold swords they all hold swords being expert in war every man hath his sword upon his thigh because of fear in the night so there was a lot of problems, and, and, and you say, well, they shouldn't have been afraid. But they, they were not just so much fear as, as this, that we're going to protect those that we love. You know, it's not wrong for us. Uh, you know, I, I think the Second Amendment, uh, people against the Second Amendment need to read that and understand it's a right thing for us to protect our families. It's not wrong for us to, 
to carry, if you will. All right, it's not wrong for us to protect ourselves. That's what was happening here. And uh, there was many people that were there protecting, and they had like 60 people around the bed. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't fear like that. And uh, but there was a reason to fear, and especially for a king, people would send groups of people out to assassinate the king. And uh, so. Uh, this is what was happening in that time, and then we yet we know, he said, but wait a minute, preacher, doesn't God love everybody? He does, doesn't he? God loves everyone, and, and, and I know that he does, and the Bible tells me, for God so loved the world, and, and so I know that God loves everybody. I, I believe this, I believe God loves the, uh, the kings and the princes as much as he loves the paupers. Uh, that are out there. I believe that he loves the, uh, uh, the, the, the king as much as the servant. That's the way God is. God doesn't say, I love you because you have a big position. God loves you because of you. God doesn't love you because you have money. God loves the poor people too. God loves us all the same. You know, nobody could say, well, I have an edge on this. No, God, for God so loved the world. And so David is, is, you know, David is, is dealing with people that, now think about this, people that God does love. God loves the evil folks enough that he would save them if they get saved. But God is just. And I'm glad that he is. Uh, that means this, that whatever God does is always the right thing. And God is just. But David's been going through a lot of suffering here in this psalm. He's been talking about it, I believe, and and uh, he's had a lot of suffering in his life. And I believe this suffering was kind of an example to us. And that's going to happen in our lives too. We're going to suffer sometimes. I, I, I read across a statement that someone said one time. They said, God never greatly used a man until the man has greatly suffered. And I thought, man, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a real true thought there. That, that when we suffer, that, you know, if, 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 we, if we serve God, we will suffer persecution. We know that will happen. And so in the story here, Satan does not want David to be the king. He hated David. Satan hates everybody. But Satan hated David, didn't want David to be the king. And, and uh, I, I think one of the reasons why he hated the king was from a scripture verse we find in the book of Zechariah 13.7. It says, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts. Listen to this. Smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. I think the devil knows if I get the leader, I'll get everybody else too. That's why, fellas, you're to be the leader in the home. Don't let the devil get you. It'll affect your, own, your whole home. Uh, moms, you're, you're leaders too. I get, Dad's supposed to be the head, of, head there, but then there's the mom and then the children. You know, I, us parents need to understand Satan hates us as leaders in our home and wants to destroy our family, our children, because he hates us. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament was a man likewise that had much suffering. I mean, he caused a lot of suffering for people because he was his, of his father, Satan, before he got saved, as, the, as Saul was his name. He was a lost man. He caused a lot of suffering for God's people, but he got saved. That shows me this, that God loves those people who cause others to suffer even. But thank the Lord that when, 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 when God came upon him on the road to Damascus, that, that Paul fell on his face and trusted God. He did not look up and curse God. He trusted God at that time, changed his life completely because of God's love. I think, 
It was a good thing he got saved or God might have just killed him right there. You say, but God's love. He is. We know that God is just also. And I believe Satan's plan for the churches to destroy the churches too. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2, 16, 17, and 18, it says this, But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. And their word will eat as doth a canker, of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already, and overthrow the faith of some. We find there was a problem here that these people, these men, were, were giving false doctrine and causing people to fall. What people were they causing them to fall? What, what people was he causing to fall? It was God's people. Now, I believe God was wanting to save these folks and, and help these people, but God was going to put up so long. And I find the Apostle Paul uh, talking about how that they, that, that they gave these men over to Satan for their destruction. It is as if they went too far in what they were doing. Go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 4. We'll look at a couple verses here and then we'll go to 3 John. But 2 Timothy chapter number 4, verse 9. And the Bible says, Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me. Notice what Demas loved. Having loved this present world, is departed unto Thessalonica, Cretans to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia, only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Antichicus have I sent to Ephesus. The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee, and the books, but especially the parchments. I notice this. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. And look what he said. The Lord reward him according to his works. Well, what was his works? Evil. He said, Lord, reward him for what he's done. Now, God's not going to reward evil things with good things. God, he was asking God to come down on him. He was asking God to do something there. And he said, uh, uh, according to his works, in verse 15, of whom... Be thou aware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. He had caused all kinds of problems for them. Go to, with me to 3 John, verses 9 and uh, 11. 3 John. Just that little book of the Bible, 3 John. and verse number 9, we find a man, Diotrephes. Look at verse 9. I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receiveth us not. Now, notice this, verse 10. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds which he doeth. What was the deeds? Pratting against us with malicious words, and not content therewith. Neither doth he himself receive the brethren, and forbiddeth them that would, that would and cast them out of the church. Beloved, Follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. You see what John was saying here? John said, uh, you know, when I come, I'm going to remember what he's done. You said, preacher, we're supposed to forgive. Yes, we are. But I'm afraid that sometimes as I study this here, I believe there's sometimes when we get to a place where, where God says, all right, I've had enough. 
And God says, I'm going to do something about it. And I think that we, we've got to be careful about this. But, we got, but I believe we can get to a place where we'll say, Lord, I have prayed and prayed and prayed for this person. And Lord, they just keep bothering me. God, would you come down on them? Not our vengeance, but God's vengeance. Because it's perfect. Because he's just. Now, we know there's oftentimes problems and those that cause problems, and, and, and sometimes it's a continual thing, just never giving up, just constantly causing problems. And that's what happened to David, and I believe it happened to uh, the Apostle Paul, and I think even with Diotrephes, he understood something about, di- uh, a di- or, or even with John, he understood something about Diotrephes. So God here in Psalm 109 appeals to God to do something. He was appealing to God's justice. He knew that God had spoken to him. The Bible says this, I read from 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 3, the God of Israel said, so when the God of Israel said something, we better listen to it. He said, the God of Israel said, the rock of Israel spake to me, that's God. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of of God. David knew that he needed to be just as a king. He was the king. He needed to rule right. He needed to be just. He had to take care of things. We have today, we have uh, DAs that let people out after they've done horrific things. I believe we ought to be forgiving, but we also need to be just. And we see what's happening when people are not just in America. It is in turmoil tonight. God is a just God. You don't play around. Well, you know, I'll be all right. God's love. God does. You know, God. God's gonna. God's still gonna take care of me. I believe sometimes folks go to heaven early because of God's justice. I believe some folks who think they got a lot of time to get saved. God says, "I've had enough. You just cause them too much problems here," and people end up in hell. He was praying for God's justice in the situation he was in. He appeals to God's justice here in this scripture. You say, but God, but preacher, isn't God love? Yes, but he's also just. The Bible says, De- Deuteronomy 32, 4, he is the rock. His work is perfect for all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. So when we look at this psalm, we find in verses 1 through 5, we find the persecution of David, what was happening in his life. Well, we find that, that he, was, uh, he was hated, and uh, they were looking to destroy him. In verse number 2, we find out that the people had spoken against him. The Bible said with a lying tongue. People were lying about him. You know, people say some evil things, and people will lie about you. That's why we need to live right, that what they say, when they say something bad about us, it ought to be a lie, not the truth. They were caught, they were lying. Now, will lying about you hurt you? Yes, it can hurt you. It'll hurt your testimony, too. We've got to be very careful. These people here were lying about David. I'm not sure exactly all that they were saying, but they were lying about him. And they fought against him. In verse number three, they compassed me about also with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. David said, I didn't do anything. They were upset that he was the king. Well, who was upset about that most of all? Satan was. Satan didn't want to be the king. So he's got his folks out there. They're trying to cause, cause David all kinds of problems. 
And they fought against him. And what happens? They hated him. Look at verse 5. And they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Man, thank the Lord David said, hey, I'm willing to love these folks. He said, but they reward me with hatred. It's an awful thing to be hated, isn't it? I've heard people say that. and I don't know. That ought not come out of a Christian's mouth. But people say, I just hate them. You know, I understand sometimes people can be really wicked, can really be vile. And I think, you know, sometimes that can, that can creep out of our mouth. But I'm thinking about it. David didn't do anything for people to hate him for. But people hated him even though he was willing to love them. And so he was going through a different time. And so David begins to pray for justice. Now, something very interesting here. And I begin to read in verse number 6. And I want you to notice all the times that he says, let. It was like this. He was saying, God, let this happen to them. Look what it says in verse 6. Set thou a wicked man over him. This is who? Who? These people that are against him. He said, set thou a wicked man over him and let Satan stand at his right hand. When he shall be judged, let him be condemned. And let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few. And let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. Let his children be continually vagabonds and beg. Let them seek their bread also out of the desolate places. Let the extortioner catch all that he hath. And let the stranger spoil his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy unto him. Neither let there be any to favor his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off. And in the generation following, let their name be blotted out. Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered and the Lord with the Lord. And let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Boy, I'll tell you what, he's asking for a lot of stuff here. Verse 15, let them be before the Lord continually that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. Because that he remembered not to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and needy man, that he might even slay the broken in heart, as he loved cursing, so let it come unto him. As he delighted not in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing, like as unto his garments, so let him come into the bowels like water, and like oil into his bones. Let it be unto him as the garment with which covereth him, and for a girdle wherewith he girdeth continually." Let this be the reward of mine adversaries from the Lord and of them that speak evil against my soul. Wow, what a prayer. You know, I'm sure a lot of folks listening to that prayer, David would say, man, you need love. God had him write it down, didn't he? Because God wanted us to understand some things. Don't mess with God's people. And know this, that God is just. Say it over and over again, but he is, he's just. I was thinking, you know, this, the word let there in those 20 verses was 18 times, if I counted right, 18 times. And I'm thinking, you know, he was, he was praying for God to do something to these folks. Why? Because they were trying to do him in. They were trying to destroy him. And David said, you know what, I've just about had enough. He begins to pray for God to take care of the enemy. Now, folks, I believe we need to be careful about this. But I don't think it's necessarily wrong for us to ask God to take care of the enemy. David did. Now, don't think that's your first prayer. Our first prayer ought to be this. Pray for them. And not that, they're, you know, that their fingernails fall off. 
I pray that they would get right with God. But there comes a time sometimes when it's just constant, constant, never stopping. And we can pray, God, we need you to stop this. God, I'm asking you just, you just show your vengeance here. That you would just show your justice in this situation. And take care of it. These folks were trying to do David in. And so David's praying for the wrath of God to come down upon these enemies. You say, well, why, why was it so important? Because, now think about this, David knew the calling that God gave him. What was his calling? To be the king. God chose him to be the king. He took that calling that God gave him and said, I'm going to do it. And here are people trying to stop him. He said, God, take care of them. He's put up with a lot, but he's come to this place now. He's saying, God, let these things happen to stop them. I think our prayers at first ought to be, God, help them to do what's right. But there may come a time when we need to pray like David prayed. I did like especially one verse here. I thought it was pretty neat. Look at, look at verse number 8. When I think of elections. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. I was thinking, wouldn't that be a great campaign slogan at the next presidential race? Amen. You see how serious this was? Remove them. These folks cause the problem, just take them out of the way. And so David is praying for this, and David's in a predicament. Look at verse number 21. But do thou for me, O God, the Lord... For thy name's sake, because thy mercy is good, deliver thou me. Do you see, the, you see his heart? For I am poor and needy, and the heart is wounded within me. I am gone like the shadow when it declineth. I am tossed up and down as the locust. My knees are weak through fasting, and my flesh faileth of fatness. And folks, understand this, that this prayer of asking God to do something didn't just come because he was mad. He was beaten down. He asked God for his justice. In verse number 25, I became also a reproach unto them. When they looked upon me, they shake their heads. David's broken. David is tired. David has been brought to his knees. He's been spiritually weakened. His heart is wounded, he said. In verse 22, for I'm poor and needy and my heart is wounded within me. What a sad thing was happening to him. And so when I read about what was going on and what these people did, and then I read the prayer that he had, I can understand it. Because you know what? He wanted to do God's will. He didn't want to have people stall the will of God. He was weakened. But then we come to verse 26. Notice what he says. Help me, O Lord my God. O save me according to thy mercy. You know, he did call for justice on the enemy. He's asking for mercy on himself. Verse 27. They that may know, that they may know that this is thy hand. You see, he was wanting them to understand it wasn't him doing it. It was God's hand. That's why he said, that's why God says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I'll repay. They need to know this is God's doing. You know, when God takes care of justice, he does it well. 
but this is thy hand, that thou, Lord, hast done it. Let them curse, but bless thou when they arise. Let them be ashamed, but let thy servant rejoice. Let mine adversaries be clothed with shame, and let them cover themselves with their own confusion as with a mantle. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yea, I will praise him among the multitude, for he shall stand at the right hand of the poor to save him from those that condemn his soul. David begins to praise the Lord. He knows it was not God. This is what happens sometimes when the troubles come our way. People look and say, God, why you let this happen? You know, God knows exactly how much we can handle. And God is able to stop when it's time to stop. David has come to this time asking for God's justice, knowing God was just. Yes, he knew that God was love, but he knew that God was just too. He knew this. He was coming to God to take care of it because he knew that God cared about him. Aren't you glad God cares about you tonight? I'm so glad he cares about us. He, he, he knows about us. He cares about us. David knew that he would take care of him. And he knew that God would do what needed to be done. We sometimes want to take things in our own hands. What we need to do is just let God take care of it. Why did he want God to do it? Because he knew this. I'm sure he thought, you know, sometimes I'm not so just. But God, you're always just. God, always take care. And then he said in verse 30, I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yea, I will praise him among the multitude. You know, after all this was said and done, he said, Lord, it all comes down to it. I'm going to praise you. I know you'll take care of them. And I believe God can stop a lot of stuff too. And there's some folks that, you know, you just, you just, just wonder. God has a will. God has a way. When he praised God, and the wonderful thing about it was, others knew that he was praising God because he said, among the multitude. You know, it's good for us to praise God when we're all by ourselves, but there's nothing wrong with us praising God in front of everybody else either. And we ought to praise God for more than just a, a good sale at Walmart. We ought to praise God every day for what he does for us. We find in the prayer that he was asking God to come down upon the enemy because he knew that he was just. All a toll had been brought down on David. It was weighing him down heavily. And I believe he wanted relief from it. And I believe for the reason was this, because to do the job that God called him to do. Not just for a peace for him, but so they could do what God called him to do. He trusted God because he knew that God loved him. He trusted God because he knew that God would take care of him. And you know what, tonight? We have the same God. We have the same God that loves us and will take care of us and meet our needs. He said, Preacher, you know, I go through some terrible times sometimes. I understand. But God's just, and God will take care of it. Just showed us, God revealed to us a little bit how David felt. Asking God, all those lets, when you read it again, I took my Bible and I put a little pen mark under each, each one of those lets. I'm thinking, man, he was really asking for trouble for these people. And you know what? They deserved it. But how God dealt with it, he was just. 
David didn't do it, but he put it in the hands of God because he knew that God would do it right. We don't need to take the vengeance out ourselves. We just need to trust God. Amen. Quite a psalm, isn't it? <laughs> you're like, I don't want David praying against me. But you see his heart a little bit tonight. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this time tonight. Now, you, you've spoken to our hearts, I believe, from this portion of Scripture. And, Lord, it's, uh, when we read this, we're like, we're, we're kind of sit back and step back for a moment like, what? But, Father, you knew, you knew what was going on. You had them pen these words down. And, Lord, this is your word. Lord, I believe that, that David came to a point where he just had to ask you, Lord, I'm asking you to stop this. Stop these folks. Lord, I believe that we pray and we pray, and, and sometimes maybe we just need to get to a place, in, even in our world, in our nation today, where we just say, God, I'm asking you to stop some things. Now, Lord, we don't know if you will or not, but we know this, you'll be just no matter what you do. May we desire your will in every situation there. With our heads bowed, our eyes closed, I know the message is not about salvation, but I'd hate to leave without giving an invitation of salvation even. Maybe you're here tonight, you're not sure of salvation, you don't know, but I, you, know, you say, preacher, well, God loves me. But you know what? God does love you, but God's only going to put up so long if you don't call upon him. Well, how many times, if you're not saved, how many times has God spoken to your heart? Man, I wouldn't play with that. God might say one of these days, I gave you enough. That was the last time. Be a scary thought. If you're not sure you're saved tonight, I wonder if there be anyone tonight said, Preacher, that does scare me, and I'm not sure, but I'm going to settle that tonight that I'm saved. Preacher, pray for me. Would you slip your hand up, anyone tonight? Christian, tonight, has God spoken to your heart? He said, Preacher, I've got some problems too. Well, we all do. I don't go off the bat just praying, asking God to let this happen, let that happen, but why don't we say, God, I'm going to pray for those who, do, who, who, who despitefully use me. Lord, I'm going to ask for you to bless them and help them, help them see their light. We may get to a place where God's going to say, I'm about time for me now to stop this from them because they aren't stopping. Don't mess with God's people and know that we have a great God that can take care of every problem in our lives. Father, bless the invitation time tonight. I'm not sure exactly how we need to make decisions about things, but Lord, help us tonight just to trust you and rely upon you and let you have the vengeance that needs to be done. But Father, may our focus be upon doing your will. Lord, I ask tonight you just clear the way for us to do your will. And we'll thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.